Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Brothers Podcast. My name is Gora Reilly. And I'm Jacob Shanker. In this episode, we are going to be introducing our very new game, which we are calling Wheel Wednesday, where every Wednesday we're going to be playing, we're going to be spinning a wheel. It's going to have a, a, all, every single sport that you can think of. And whatever sport it lands on, we're going to pick two players from that sport, out random, and then we're going to compare. We're going to pick who we think is better. All right, so we have the wheel up on screen now. And we're going to spin in whatever sport it lands on, we're going to discuss. Yeah, that's right. All right. And what will it be? The NBA. All right. Woo-hoo. All right, so now that we have our sport, we're going to take our pick of random players from the NBA's top 20 list, according to NBC Sports. That's right. All right, and the first player is, drum roll, please, James Harden. Oh, it's Luca. Luca. Okay, all right, so Luca up against. God, we didn't get Luca again. Okay. Embiid. Joel Embiid. Against Joel Embiid. Stop it. Okay, so why don't I let you start out first? Comparing Luca and Joel Embiid, who do you think, as of right now, going into the next season, who is the well, I think it's kind of. Well, for me, if I'm an NBA franchise, I think I would rather have Luca on my team because, you know, Joel Embiid is a fantastic player. I think he's arguably the best center in the league when he's healthy. Yeah. But um, I'd rather have Luca because I think Luca is a he's, – he's a special player. Like, you don't see that many players of Luca's stature. And, yeah, I mean, Joel Embiid is a great player, but every – other like you know like we see player like centers dominating the league all the time and players like Luca I think you can compare Luca to maybe a young LeBron in the way that he plays right he can obviously shoot he can dribble he can pass he can do it all offensively yeah his game needs work on the defensive end but if I'm an NBA franchise I think I'm definitely choosing Luca over uh, Embiid yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think Luka Doncic is the clear best player, both last season and going into the next season. Because really the only thing that I would say Joel Embiid has on Luka is obviously defense and rebounding. But that's what comes with the role that he's given. He's given the role of being a center. So yeah. he should have more rebounds and he should be a better defender. But like you said, Luca is a he's a once in a generational player. He's like a LeBron, a young LeBron type player. I remember everybody said that oh Ben Simmons is going to be the next LeBron a few years ago when he, his rookie season or his sophomore mm-hmm. season because everyone thought oh this is like he's going to be it. Obviously he's not, and the next player is Luka Doncic who really is it. Now, 
I mean, I really think that in the next few years, we're going to be looking at Luca and Giannis, like how we do with Katie and LeBron discussing who's the better player right now. I agree. I agree. I feel like Luca, I feel like his ceiling is really high. Like it's extremely high. Like, I think, I feel like this guy in 10 years, he can be discussed as a top 10 NBA player of all time. He has potential to, but it's, it's really all how he's going to perform with the Mavericks. Cause I think what the problem is, it's not him, right? It's going to be whether he, around him. Yeah. It's going to be whether he's going to want to stay with the Mavericks. Is he going to be that guy like that Tim Duncan or that Stephen Curry, who's going to stay with the franchise for their entire career? Or is he going to choose to go to a team that is, could actually help him and could actually help him win the championship? Cause well, here's the thing. Yeah. For me, I feel like if, if I'm Luca right now, he's still really young. He's what, 23, 24? Yeah. 24. He's really young. So, and I feel like, you know, his game is still developing. Obviously, I feel like he has a problem with trying too much sometimes. You know, like I remember in the bubble against the Clippers, yeah, he made a really great game winner, but how many times have we seen him do that exact same move and miss really badly or airball? I feel like Luca does still have to work on his decision making and like, uh, you know, becoming the best player that he can be. And I feel like the Mavericks is a great place to for him to really get better because everybody knows that he's the man there. And if he goes to a team where they they already have established stars, then maybe he won't get the same treatment. And and so I, if I'm Luca, I'm gonna try to see what the Mavericks can build around him in the next two, three years. And then if, you know, there's still a mediocre team that I'm looking to get out. Yeah, well, I mean, he just signed recently, like a month ago, two months ago. He signed the largest, one of the largest contracts. It was five years, $207 million extension, right off yeah. of a rookie year. It's the most right off of a rookie year. And you're right. He, the Mavericks need to pull it together, right? They have good role players. They have good pieces, but they don't have a clear top three, top two guy, right? Porzingis is washed. And it's not even I, just how he plays in, as a player. It's just mentally he yeah. is not there. Because he's looking at himself as, oh, I'm still the unicorn. I'm still Nick's Porzingis, and I'm the best player on my team. But he's not. He's not. And that's what the face. I think, I feel like, I, I'm pretty sure we discussed this before, but uh, I feel like Porzingis, as soon as he gets his mind right, and as soon as he tells himself, okay, I'm the number two guy. There's nothing I can do about it. There's a guy like Luke on my team who's just so much better than me. So I have to, you know, get my stuff together, uh, figure, figure out how I'm going to cope with this and try to be the best player that I can. And if he can't, and I, I definitely see him getting traded this season for, for maybe, uh, you know, maybe a little older of a player, but a more established player and a player that can be that number two guy. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to come down to this season because if he can't pull together, then it's over. Because yeah. I think they the Mavericks did not do well in free agency. They were not really able to get anybody. They Obviously, they were able to re-sign Tim Hardaway Jr., who's a great player, but it's not the player they could have gotten. If they gotten... DeMar DeRozan, or even Lonzo Ball, that would have helped them so much more because those guys are things that they need. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about DeMar DeRozan and Lonzo Ball, I I feel like they 
Bay may be a dark horse this season. I don't know. I mean, I like the Bulls, but I feel like people are overrating them this year. I mean, you know, Lonzo, I feel like he's he's overrated, but at the same time, he's, he's underrated. Because people are saying, okay, Lon- LeVar Ball said that Lonzo is going to be the greatest player of all time. And since he's not the greatest player of all time, then he's a bust. But that's not true, right? Because Lonzo never said, I'm going to be the greatest player of all time. His dad. And, yeah, it's his dad. And that's why he's, he's overrated. But the reason that I think he's, that he may be underrated is because he's a good player. He's a good shooter, actually. His shooting has gotten a lot better. His passing, obviously, it's been there since day one. His defense, he's a hard worker. I really like Lonzo. Yeah. And I, I feel like he can... losing him is one of the – is an awful thing for them because he was a core thing that was helping the Pelicans and their shooting and their all-around play style. And I don't yeah. think playoffs without him. I definitely don't think they'll make the playoffs without him. And that's why I think the Bulls are a dark horse because DeMar DeRozan's a fantastic player. Zach Levine is, you know, he's great. I, I really like Zach Levine. I love Zach Levine. And you can't forget they also have Vucevic, and who's a really good center, right? So out of their top five, they have four potential all-stars. I'm just very curious how all these players are going to be able to clash together. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it over the past few years, right, Lonzo, like not counting Lonzo Ball because he's been on Lakers and Pelicans and he wasn't really looked at as the best player on either team. So besides him, DeMar DeRozan was looked at as the best player on his team for the past two years since he's been with the Spurs. Or, yeah, two years since he's been with the Spurs. For a while, even on the Raptors. even You're right. Even on the Raptors, he was looked at as the best player. Zach Levine has been the best player on his team for years as well. Same with Vucevic. So now they're getting down to – because when you look at it, I think that Zach Levine's the best player on that team. I think it goes – I mean, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, right? But it's going to be how can DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic uh, adjust to this new, not only this new system, but adjust to being the second and third option, or even for Lonzo Ball to be the fourth option, which he's never gone that far down to be. Well, he's been the third option. Yeah. He's been, he's been the second option, but he's never been the fourth option. And I feel like, you know, I feel like Lonzo is going to be able to cope with that pretty well because he's not much of a scorer. He's not a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be good. No, yeah, Lonzo, Lonzo will be fine like that. But And I honestly think Vucevic will most likely be fine as well. He won't put up a great scoring numbers like he has been for the past few years because what he does is he's just in the, in the post, right? He'll probably yeah. get 15 points per game, 17 points per game. But really, how can DeMar DeRozan do this? Because he's been the I feel like on his team by far for years. I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like the biggest question with the Bulls this season is if if Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan are going to clash or if they're going to, you know, work off each other and, you know, be be good. And if I'm the Bulls, I'm, I don't have a clear-cut number one choice because I don't want to tell, I don't wanna tell uh, DeMar DeRozan, okay, you're the number two guy now get used to it. And I don't want to tell Zach Levine the same thing. You're not, they have to talk to DeMar DeRozan. I feel like, I feel like if I'm the Bulls coach or if I'm the Bulls GM, 
I'm telling them to work it out by themselves. And whoever, and you know, if they can become good friends and if they can, you know, mesh well together, then great, fantastic. And I feel like the Bulls have a real shot of going far, not winning a championship, but going far. I mean, and also, if they don't, yeah. then you can through one of them. Yeah, I mean, they'll definitely make playoffs. Let's first get that out of the way. But I think them getting far is even going to be very tough for them because if you look at the East, the East is actually a good conference. For the first time in years, the East is a good conference. You have the Nets, which are a complete powerhouse. The Bucks as well. The Heat got better. The Sixers, we'll see what's going to happen with them and Ben Simmons, but I know that they're going to get a good player on that team. I heard that Ben Simmons is looking for houses in Houston now. Yeah, if they got John Wall, that will still be great. Yeah, because they want they want to get rid of John Wall. Um, you have the Knicks as well, who I think are even better now because they got some more offensive options. With Evan you also Smith. have the Hawks and the Hawks, right? That's six teams. They'll probably make the seventh seed if I were to guess. And well, if, to be honest, I, I if I'm being optimistic and I see DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine meshing well together, I see them as a fourth seed. No shot. No shot. I well, see them as a fourth seed. Who, who, who would be three? Would it be Nets, Bucks, and then Heat? Yeah. Nets, Bucks, Heat, Bulls, and then um, the Hawks, and then the Knicks. I think it's going to – I mean, obviously, yeah, Nets, Bucks, and Heat are top three, but I think it's very – it's too much of a, a push for the Bulls to get to fourth because the Sixers are just so good of a team because you're forgetting they were the number one team in the NBA last year in record-wise. They had the best record in the NBA, right? Or, yeah, well, they had the best record in the East at least. And – so they're still a very good team. Obviously, they're not as good, but they're still a very good team. And I can see Tobias Harris actually doing very well this year without Ben Simmons because he'd probably be the second option. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's after probably after watching a few games of the Bulls, we'll see what's going to happen with them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Um, but I have a question for you. If, if you're the Sixers – that's all for today, everyone. I'm Gorielli. And I'm Jacob Schenker. Tune into the next video on Monday. See you guys next time.